Hello, my awesome friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope you're all having an absolutely fantastic day today, and I hope you're continuing to stay strong and healthy and continuing to get the truth out there as much as you possibly can. If you guys need anything, you know where to get a hold of us, healthmasters.com, the magnesium brain food on sale product of the week, along with numerous other products but other than that let's get into a couple stories here we got a super busy day dad's got some stuff he's going to go into it's going to be a great day so get your seat belts buckled in your five-point harness is locked in place we're about to rock and roll and i will be on the hagman show tonight so be sure to tune in for that as we're going to be covering a lot of stuff now you guys know i've talked repeatedly about the absolute dangers that we've continued to see with this pfizer injection it was interesting yesterday I had to go to the dentist to get my teeth cleaned, which went great. And the dental hygienist that was working on me, she you know, was making some comments about the bumbling buffoon, and we were kind of joking around. And then she came out, and she goes, you know what, what was really frustrating, she said, is when people started telling me I had to get the shot. And she goes, I doubled down and told them absolutely not. Now, I've never talked to this dental hygienist before. So we're just kind of having this like casual conversation back and forth. She's talking more than me because my teeth are getting cleaned. <laughs> and – all of a sudden, she's like, yeah, I told him I was not getting the shot here at all. And I looked at her, and I said, I commend you. And I said, I'm absolutely proud that you stand up like that. And she goes, yeah. She goes, I started doing my research on it and realized why in the world are we getting the shot? I already had COVID. I already had natural immunity. And so then she – 2,400 more employees to handle the paperwork and data and the basically adverse events. We now have the 5th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals yesterday now trying to revive bumbling buffoon Joe's vaccine mandate for federal executive branch employees lifting a district court's January injunction that halted the requirement ordering the lower court to dismiss the case. This is so bizarre to me. And it says the majority on a three-member panel said that under the Civil Service Reform Act, which Congress passed in 1978 to streamline the process of settling workplace disputes, the lower court did not have the jurisdiction to issue the injunction of the mandate. The opinion was written by Clinton-appointed Judge Carl Stewart. Imagine that who's joined by Judge James Stewart. And what's interesting about this is it's so blatantly obvious what's been happening with this shot. You have to be an ostrich with your head 10 feet in the sand to not realize what's occurring, yet they're still trying to push the narrative. And I watched the film last night again. I haven't seen it in a while. I saw it way back in the day, but I wanted to watch it from a different picture. And Dad talked to you guys about it yesterday with Wag the Dog, and it just kind of mind-boggled me a couple scenes in it that were so almost identical of what we have seen in just the last couple of years and over the years many of times when there's an incident that occurs in politics and they continue to distract everybody with straight-up theater, and in this case in the movie, straight-up Hollywood theater, which is what they did, just like with the Oscar nominations with the whole Will Smith theater and their the whole little hanky-panky him playing that he got hit, you know, hitting the other guy on stage. And again, once you start digging down and realizing what was going on behind the scenes – what continues to occur on a regular basis, they don't want you to notice it. Just like now, they're continually starting to push this whole normalization of 
of straight-up grooming young children. And I talked about it in detail last week, so I'm not going to keep beating that dead horse, but it's crazy. I saw an article earlier here from Breitbart, and it said, The New Jersey Model Curriculum for the Fall School Year, Gender Identity Lessons for First and second graders. And it said the model New Jersey state curriculum provided to parents in Westfield School District released by State Senator Holly Spetschby suggested students should begin learning about gender identity as early as first grade. Now, what's interesting about this now is they're saying that the activists believe that gender identity is different from biological sex and the individuals may just switch genders as they see fit. And what they're blatantly doing, and this isn't a conspiracy anymore, this is just downright facts, they're doing everything they can to try to normalize and indoctrinate this into the young children because they have something very big on the horizon. And in my opinion, I think it's trying to legalize the sickos in the pedophilia world. That's where, and I don't like talking about this topic. It's not a fun topic to talk about, but it has to get addressed because the kids are what they're going after. And ironically enough, Megan Kelly has never been a huge fan of her. She came out blatantly and criticized her private school by name that she, her son used to attend in New York City for pushing kids to actually question their gender and promoting sex change operations. She said that her son was asked by teachers at the former school if he's really sure he's a boy and if he could possibly be a girl. And she was blatantly upset. You could tell what she was talking about. She said the type of conversation wasn't directed towards her son because it was sig signaling any specific issue, but instead directed towards the entire third grade class. Yes, I said that, third grade class. She said they were saying this to his entire third grade class. You can take puberty blockers. Then when you get 18, you can have an operation to basically have certain appendages chopped off or have other things built, and you'll be a woman, she said. She goes, you literally happened in my son's class of eight- and nine-year-olds, hence why he's no longer at this school. So again, this isn't something that is just localized in one place. This is occurring all across the country, and this is why they're trying to normalize it. They're trying to promote it, and they're getting so mad now that they can't blatantly talk about it as much as they can down here in Florida with this bill. And like I said before, though, the very fact that we're even having to discuss a bill like this needing to be put into place should show you the level of degradation, degradation that's happened in this country and it's quite sad when you realize it, and that's why I've encouraged people, be very cautious of what your children are being exposed to. They only have a very, very short time of being innocent and really just enjoying that fantasy world they live in, you know, at three, four, five years old. And these guys cannot stand it. These sickos, these communists cannot stand it. They want to do everything they can to manipulate these kids. And what's interesting, I – was talking to a buddy yesterday and he said he basically he's got three daughters and they were talking about how this one girl from their school they live over in apollo beach and they have a 12 or 13 year old uh, friend that comes over and hangs out with his 11 year old daughter and they're, they're both girls and he was telling me that he basically almost came unglued the other day and i said well what's going on and he said i almost lost him he said my daughter's friend was over this little 12 13 year old brat and she's got her own phone, completely open to anything she wants to do with all these apps and social media apps on it. And he goes, she's basically on this dating app that you can talk to people and FaceTime them for 13 to 17-year-olds. It's for minors. And he said there's no oversight on this at all. And he said his daughter got contacted by one of the people 
on this dating site that this little thirteen year old brat set up, and she got this guy to FaceTime her, and his dad, her dad, found out about it. And he said, "Okay, well, let me let me talk to this guy." So he got on there, and he said, "The guy's voice is dropped. He's got a mustache. He doesn't look like he's anything less than eighteen, nineteen years old." And he flat out told the guy, I "said Listen." If you contact my daughter again on here or any place in time, I am going to have you arrested immediately for child grooming and sexual exploitation. I'm not joking. This is not a joke. And he said the guy immediately hung up on there, and he was irate. He said this girl will never be allowed back over my house again, and he said this is happening more and more and more all over the place he's hearing about now of these apps and these social media sites that are directly targeting these young children for these older, perverted, pedophile adults to try to come in contact with them. And the problem with it is now, the more they confuse these children at a younger age about gender identity is what they're, they're trying to talk about. And they continue to say, well, if you're a boy, you can be a girl and vice versa. Well, the same thing goes, well, if I want to be an 8-year-old, I don't have to be an 8-year-old. I can be a 15-year-old. I can be a 20-year-old. I identify as a 20-year-old now. Once you start removing natural laws – and you simply say that any lie you come up with, that any fantasy you come up with is reality, and you start saying that to young children, you completely and totally change the direction of what they think pretty much can be for the rest of their lives in manipulating them. This is why they're pushing it. This is why I'm so adamant about this not being allowed in schools and why it's so important, my friends, you protect your children at all costs right now. They don't need a bunch of open cell phones. I know there's a couple platforms that are out there now where if your child does need a phone to get a hold of or something like that, you can basically get a phone that has like no internet access. You can only set certain people that they're allowed to call or talk to on there. Photos can't be essentially sent on it. I was, he was talking to me about it yesterday. I forgot the name of it. And I said, yeah, I said, I, I fully agree with that. I said, because I do get the security aspect of having a phone with a young child if they're, they are going to school, if they're going out and traveling and they're 13, 14 years old. Even though I remember when we were a kid, there was no cell phones as far as at that age. None of us had phones. If there's anything that popped up, it was like an old flip phone brick potato phone. I mean, you couldn't do much of anything with it. You try to text somebody, it was like 15 cents a text. Nobody texts. The photos were just absolutely grainy nonsense. You couldn't do anything with them. But that's not the case anymore, guys. These slave trackers that they've got everybody using now because they're so efficient – when you start putting them in the hands of young children, they can get exposed to a whole lot of stuff they have no business looking at. So it's very, very careful. You guard your children and you protect them right now, Dad. What do you think? Oh, gosh, it's a dark topic. I don't like talking about this stuff at all, and nobody does. That's why most talk shows just completely avoid this subject. Uh, I had a friend of mine who had a daughter who basically was uh, in contact with a guy. and he had, The daughter had lied. And a lot of kids lie, 13 years old, and she had told this person that she was a uh, veterinarian, and the guy was like 30 years old. And my friend contacted him because he was back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, said, what are you doing? You're about to go to jail. And the guy, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. She lied and said she was a graduate. You know, she'd already graduated from vet, vet, vet school, medical school, or whatever. And, uh, you know, I'll never do it again. And, and to, to his credit, the guy never, ever contacted the girl again, but the girl precipitated it. Uh, a lot of this stuff happens online. The kids don't know what they're getting themselves into. They start playing a game because they're not really a concrete, rational thought. Uh, they tell an adult male that they're basically 24, 25, 26 years old, and the adult male bites on the hook. And also the, the adult male now is basically, you know, going after a minor. 
And in some cases, it's the exact opposite. The older guy will tell the 13 or 14-year-old girl that I'm a 28 or 29-year-old guy, and the girl thinks that's okay. Or the guy will lie and say, I'm a 28-year-old guy or 18-year-old guy, and he's 68 and 70 years old. So Austin's right. You've got to protect your kids. When Austin was young, you know, cell phones weren't as prevalent. iPhones weren't even existent. You know, you have flip phones, potato brick phones, and ones with antennas sticking out of them, and you didn't have the opportunity to go on and do all the filthy, perverted stuff. But I still never gave Austin a cell phone until he was like 16 years old, and he bought it himself. And I will say, as I've done with all of my children, every single one of them, when I bought phones and they got out of control, I'd walk over to them, and I would break them in half. and did the same thing with Austin's phones. You go, did you really do that? Uh, yeah, I actually did. And uh, I, I, do you think, are you proud of that? Yeah, I actually I am kind of proud of that. Don't you realize it's a waste of money? You should have taken the phone away. Yeah, I wouldn't have made the point like it did. I mean, it snapped them in half and threw them in the garbage. And I said, that's what I think of your cell phone. And see, well, that, that's, that's, that's hardcore. Yeah, that's hardcore because I don't want them in hardcore everything else. So I don't play that game with the kids. Never have, never will. You say, well, that's just old school. You shouldn't think like that. Well, let me say something, guys. You know, we, we need some old school. <laughs> <laughs> my gosh, are the kids brats nowadays. My gosh, have they been groomed. Look at this mess with Disney. I mean, now they're protesting Disney. People are dropping their annual passes good all over the world. They've had enough of it. And, and I'm saying to you, if you support Disney or ABC or any of their affiliate stations that are owned by Disney, uh, shame on you as a Christian. Just shame on you. You say, well, you can't be shaming me on the show this morning. I'll do whatever I want. Well, then do what you want to do. But why are you listening to us? We're talking to you about hardcore weirdo stuff right now, taking four- and three-year-old children in preschool and basically telling them that they're a boy or a girl when they're not. I mean, we're telling people they can compete in sports if they're a boy or a girl, regardless of what sex they want to compete against. We're telling full-grown men they can use the bathroom with little girls. I mean, it just it's, and all of this stuff has its roots in the Kabbalah. In the Zohar, and I'm going to cover that today. I, I don't want to talk about this stuff. I, I really don't like talking about any of this stuff. It's just nasty. So I'm going to give this show today a PG-13 R rating. So quite frankly, at this point, if you've got young children listening to the show, I suggest you don't. Uh, you need to listen to it yourself first, find out what I'm going to say, and at that point you can make a decision whether you want to listen to it or not. I suggest that you don't let them listen to today's show because it's going to be that bad. And uh, because nobody else wants to talk about it, I guess I'm going to have to again, which is really aggravating to me. But I'm going to talk about this Kanye Jackson, this new Supreme Court judge who's now been approved. In every single case involving child porn, this judge has been leniently and open, openly sympathetic with the perpetrators of child rape and pornography. Christopher Michael Downs, he openly bragged about molesting his 13-year-old cousin. He was arrested for trading videos of child rape, including children as young as two years of age. Now, you know why I got this as an R rating. Uh, Judge Jackson gave him the absolute bare minimum sentence. Ryan Manning Cooper was arrested for having more than 600 images involving the rape and the torture of children, including infants, which is what the prosecutors made clear that the case was on the more egregious or extreme spectrum. But Judge Jackson agreed and ruled that the distributing the images of infants and toddlers being raped is not especially egregious. This lady, I personally believe that Judge Jackson is a Kabbalist witch. Okay, just in case I, I, you missed me saying that, I'm going to say to you again, I believe she's a Kabbalist witch. And now she's on the Supreme Court. And I also think that Ruth Bader Ginsburg was a Kabbalist witch. I just had to replace her. Uh, Wesley Keith Hawkins, he posted videos of 11-year-old boys being raped by men and on and on and on and on. She basically just just gave them all lenient, lenient, lenient sentences 
because she's a complete and total pervert. Now, let's start, let's stop for one second and let's talk about the Kabbalist dirty little secret that comes from the book of the Zohar, which was written in 72 AD after the fall of Jerusalem. And, and we need to understand something that this Kabbalist dominated Hollywood film industry, uh, they have been conspicuously influenced by the Kabbalah and by the Zohar, and they have basically influenced Christian America and has taken us away from biblical morals and values. We need to understand that. You know, we had the hippie rebellion in the 60s. This was all, again, done to the same organizations and groups of the Frankfurt School in which Timothy O'Leary introduced, you know, LSD and did all these drugs on college campuses and basically wanted to destroy the integrity of the Christian family. The Kabbalist media found ex exponential opportunities to hasten America's moral decline, encouraging drugs and porn through, you know, operation that they did with Frankfurt School, you know, with, with you know, with, with uh, uh, I'm trying to be so careful what I say, you know, with, with, with Playboy magazine and Marilyn Monroe, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, it persuaded America that free love and living together outside of marriage were socially acceptable. And uh, with, astonishing, with astonishing rapidity, the movie, TV, and print media, all Kabbalists controlled, helped produce a generation of sexual libertines. By the end of the 60s, it hastens the sexual revolution to the next stage, homosexuality. Hence why we have an R rating on the show today. Uh, now more than 40 years later, even homosexuality has lost its attraction, and many now are moving to the thing of child rape with boys and girls and child porn. It's all part of the Zohar. It's what it is. It's part of all of this stuff, including bestiality. You know, and you know, and you have to realize, look at Senator Edward Kennedy and who he is. Uh, he basically has long been backed by the homosexuals in support of the federal anti-hate bills, portrayed to them evidently more powerful, rewarding pedophiles. And now we have this, this Jackson coming onto the Supreme Court who really promotes and supports pedophilia and basically child porn. And you have to ask yourself, where did this come from? How did this all happen? I mean, what is this moral foundation that basically this, these Kabbalists and the media have put against us to destroy our once Christian society? You know, virtually all the media moguls who founded Hollywood and the big three TV networks were immigrants or their children were predominantly Kabbalist Orthodox communities out of Eastern Europe, primarily Russian. We, we need to understand that. And they came over to the United States. And they were the ones who put the arcades out, the penny arcades, the nickel arcades, and they were the ones who first started showing the porn at these places that you'd go to with your children in the back room. I remember that uh, when I was young. Uh, we went to Daytona Beach, and they had one of those little arcade things where you would turn the screen and flip pictures for like a nickel, and you would see really pretty girls, you know, basically – well, you know, uh, running around in bikinis, et cetera, et cetera. And, and, you know, you thought, wow, look at this. They're doing this. And this is how they made their money. They made their money in the porn industry starting in the teens, you know, 100 years ago. And they continued all the way through. And they're the ones who started Hollywood. And these all guys, all these guys were Kabbalist, Luciferian, pedophile weirdos. And they basically are the ones who have built and done the same thing with Hollywood now. You know, and we need to get this. In the late 19th century, century most of these European Kabbalists uh, basically were following, you know, the Talmud, which contains the book of the Zohar. They weren't looking at what was going on with the, with the Talmud, the, I mean, with the, with the Torah, with the five first books of the Levitical Law that we study. And we have to understand who these guys are. They, they, it was okay with these guys to have three-year-old brides. Now, I'm going to get weird here, this, but it's just what they do. 
Remember when Christ accused the Pharisees of being Satan's spiritual children? Remember that? Back in the old, back in the New Testament, the book of John, he fully realized what they were capable of. You know, the second century Rabbi Simone ben Yohi, which is the guy who wrote the Zohar, he's one of Judaism's greatest rabbis and the creator of the Zohar and of therefore creator of the Kabbalah. He sanctioned pedophilia, permitting molestation of baby girls even younger than three. He proclaimed a proselyte who's under the age of three years of age in a day is permitted to marry a priest, okay, to be basically sexually abused at the age of three. Subsequent rabbis refer to Ben Yohai's endorsement of pedophilia as halakha, or the binding of Jewish law. Uh, ben Yohi, child rape advocate, you know, has, been, has been disowned by many modern Jews. However, there are a group of them that still follow him today in Ben Yohi's hometown of Miran, Israel. Tens of thousands of Orthodox and ultra-Orthodox Jews gather annually for days and nights of singing and dancing in his memory. References to pedophilia abound in the Talmud. The copy considered sections of the treatise called Kerebuth. I'm going to read. I'm going to, I'm going to read this. I'm going to spell it for you so you can look it up. T r e a t i s e s k e t h u b o t h and the Yibauth, y e b a m o t h are enthusiastically endorsed by the Talmud's definitive legal work, Treatise Sanhedrin. And so I just wanted to share this with you. Now, not all Jews are like this. I'm going to say that again. A lot of Jesus is repugnant to them. A lot of Jews are still looking at the Torah. But these guys who were involved in the Zohar, remember I told you I had lunch with a friend of mine a year and a half ago, and he's a pilot. He's also a cardiologist, good friend. He's also Jewish. And I asked him, I said, have you ever read the Zohar? He goes, nah, man, that book's a bunch of weirdo magic rituals and witchcraft. He's, I don't look at any of that stuff. He's he's super conservative Republican. And he needs to be, I told him, you need to be a Christian. <laughs> I told him that. I said, you just need to stop you know, you know, approving of this weird stuff. And I told him, I said, if the Bible had a book like the Zohar in it, you know, the Bible founders and the scholars back, you know, 2,000 years ago would have removed it and said, we're not going to put this in here. We're not going to allow this to be in here because it's against what we believe as far as Christianity as a whole because some nutbag wrote this. Okay, And he said he, he pretty much agreed with me. But, guys, it's so important that we understand what what this stuff is going on around us and how it's so linked to this, you know, after the Zohar was written, you know, the, the, the great Babylon after the exile after Nebuchadnezzar in 597 B.C., these Kabbalists, these leading sages uh, began to indulge in pedophilia. I'm just going to let you guys know that. Babylon was this was staggeringly immoral capital of the ancient world. world. And for 1,600 years, this world, the world's largest capital of this Kabbalist, flourished. As an example of their evil, Babylonian priests said that a man's religious duty, including regular sex with temple prostitutes, bestiality was widely tolerated. So the Babylonians hardly cared whether a rabbi married a three-year-old girl. What? But with the expulsion of these Kabbalist Luciferian weirdos in the 11th century A.D., mostly to Western Christian lands, this tolerance of pedophilia abruptly ended. But it's still, land, it's still here today. And see, you know, here's what we have to understand. What exactly did these sages say? The Pharisees justified child rape by explaining that a boy of nine years is not a man. You can look at this up. You can look this up under Judaism and homosexuality, a marriage made in hell. Thus, they exempted him from God's Mosaic law. Shall not lie with a male as one lies with a female. It's an abomination, Leviticus 18.22 says, but they ignored it. One passage in the Talmud gives permission for a woman who molested her young son to marry a high priest. It concludes, 
all agree that the connection of a boy nine years old in a day is a real connection, whilst the one of less than eight years old is not. Because a boy under nine is sexually immature, he can't throw guilt on the active offender morally or legally. I, this, all it's doing is promoting filth. That's all it's doing. Remember Jesus said to these guys when they said that we're the children of Abraham? He says, you are not. You are the children of the devil. He knew what they were doing, and they were taking their traditions and the stuff that they were passing from generation to generation, and he was basically telling them that it was not okay. And see, and this is the thing we need to understand. Um, gosh, I, I, God, I hate talking about this stuff, guys. But this is the thing, and I'm, I'm going to post this on, on the line. It's goodnewsaboutgod.com. I'm going to let you read this entire article, and you go through it. I'll be quite frank. With you, crank with you right now. I don't want to talk about it anymore because it nauseates me. And, and what we have to understand is this Kabbalah stuff. It, it's one of the root works, you know, of the Talmud of the Zohar, and it's beginning and it caused and it promoted theophysy, Freemasonism, witchcraft, Gnosticism, Jehovah Witnesses. Uh, it talked. All of these groups are directly tied into this, and we have to understand who these people are. Albert Pike, he was a former Grand Commander. Wrote the book Morals and Dogra. He was like the head guy of Scottish Freemasonry. He said that Kabbalah was the very foundation of Freemasonry. I, I'm going to say that. Kabbalah, according to Albert Pike, was the very foundation of Freemasonry, which is the Zohar. You know, President Johnson, who basically who was brought in after Lincoln was, he was also a high-level Mason. But Albert Pike was a higher-level Mason than Pike. And Albert, President Johnson is the one who basically pardoned Albert Pike. For Civil War atrocities and almost had himself impeached for it. And Pike streamlined the 33 rituals that basically for free masonry and morals and dogma. You know, and you need to understand who these guys are. The light of the serpent that comes from the quote unquote Zohar is from the Kabbalah. Kabbalism is a system of Jewish mysticism and magic, and it's the foundation of witchcraft and sorcery. And I've talked about it repeatedly on this show. It took the ancient Canaanite religions of Baal worship, Moloch worship, Asherah worship, the ancient Egyptian religions of Isis and, Is- and Iris, Osiris worship, and it combined it into a how-to primer of witchcraft. That's why I tell you this, this Judge Jackson is a Kabbalist witch. So is Trump's daughter. This group has run the United States now for over 100 years with blackmail and through the Federal Reserve Banks. This is the group that constantly gets brought up. This is the group that owns almost every single major corporation through BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard. This is the Luciferian fallen angel bloodline that basically feeds itself through the sacrifice of humans and through the energy field, through the interdimensional interface that we have on this planet. Don't you remember in the Old Testament – I forgot the verse. I can look it up. If you guys, you can look it up. Uh, they were about to have a big battle, and the Israelites were scared to death. Oh, no, oh, no, what are we going to do? And then and get the prophet looked and says, don't you understand? We've got angels surrounding us. They're going to protect us, and this battle is going to go the way of the Lord. And he opened the eyes of these people. And also, they saw the entire hills filled with angels. We have an interdimensional world right beside us of all of this demonic activity and angel activity going on. It's a battle in the heavenlies in another dimension around us. That's what the Bible tells us is going on. That's why it says our battle is not against flesh and blood. And these groups, this Kabbalist group, they had so overtaken the old world. They're the ones who were responsible for the overthrow of, overthrow of Rome because of the filth they brought in and because of the debasing of the currency of Rome. It's the same group. It's always the same people. And once you understand that, it starts to make sense. 
you know, Kabbalah basically takes the traditions of men and it nullified the word of God for the sake of traditions. It, they, it got rid of the Old Testament. It got rid of the New Testament and it started telling these Pharisees, it doesn't matter what God said in the Torah. It only matters what we say. The, these rabbis, they don't study the Old Testament. They don't t- study the, 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 the Torah. They don't do that. You know, this, that's kind of like saying Christian seminaries don't study the New Testament. Like, you know, the, the, you know, I asked do the book of Revelation. We're not going to study that in the New Testament church. What? It's, it's crazy. And, and you get all these people that are part of this, quote, synagogue of Satan, because the Bible addresses this in the book of Revelation. They claim to be Jews, but they are not. They are of the synagogue of Satan. You've got Brittany, Michael Jackson, Paris Hilton, Roseanne Barr, Goldie Hawn, Diane Ladd, Laura Dern, Bill and Hillary Clinton, Elizabeth Taylor, Demi Moore, Ashton Kutcher, Mick Jagger. They're all being guided through the Kabbalah through a demon spirit. And if we understand that, it starts to make more sense why Hollywood does what it does and why they put this Judge Jackson in the place. They want to have somebody on, on, the, on, the, on the Supreme Court, just like Austin said earlier, that's going to be pro and lenient towards child sex and having checks with minors and checks with babies and perversion and all this filth. This is the group that's doing it. We've got to understand this. this is the, the study of the serpent is basically the Zohar. The Kabbalah teaches that God cannot communicate directly with people. They call this God Einself. I've mentioned this many times. If you see a rabbi praying, this Hasidic rabbi praying who's a Kabbalist, and they're rocking back and forth, they're simulating having holy sex or real intercourse with a goddess. You think, what the heck? Is this real? Yes. You know, you see these guys do this. They're basically having sex with a goddess. Because remember, you can't communicate directly with Einsof, this snake god. You've got to go through basically a lesser god or an archangel or, or a fallen angel. That's what they teach. The Kabbalah is a system of magic that you can communicate with all of these little gods and goddesses, but you can't do it with Einsof. But the only way you can communicate with these lesser gods is sex. And now you think, gosh, Ted, now I know why you rated this show R. Yes. They believe that. They believe that when they're rocking and they're, they're, they're praying that they're simulating a sex act with one of these lesser gods. And this great serpent resides in the tree of life, and the whole universe is this tree of life. And, and somewhere these two worlds meet in this interdimensional interface, and they, they both have a number of lesser gods and goddesses whose sparks of lights are created by Einsoft through having sex with the lesser gods. You, you can't pray to him directly. You have to have sex, which creates the sparks, and basically this is what – Einsoff needs. He needs more light. You can't communicate with a servant directly, but you can communicate with the serpent through the sparks, through this lesser god magic that they're talking about. You think, and, there, and there's an inferior god. If, if, this, if, this, if, this, if this crap doesn't get even more perverted from these nuts, they have a lesser god who always hangs out. He also hangs out in the tree. His name is Yisod, and he's the phallic god, the penis god. That's why you have phallic symbols in Washington, D.C., in the Vatican, in the Bank of England, in downtown London. All of this is part of this. So when a woman has sex with Yisod, she's also creating sparks of light. So what you're supposed to do is when you're having sex with your partner, if you're a Kabbalist, you have to imagine that partner either being Yisod if you're a woman or being one of these lesser gods and these female lesser gods if you're a man. And Esau is always having sex. You know, that's what he's doing. He's a sex god. That's why I tell you guys that this whole thing is a sex death cult. It's what it is. It's what Jeffrey Epstein was involved with. And, you know, you've got to look at this stuff from what it is, and it's weird. And when you, when you have sex with your partner, you're generating a force that powers the universe. They really believe this garbage. And you're creating new spiritual beating when you create these lights. And you're always seeking the light because ISOF needs more light. More sex, more light. Great sex death cult is what it is. 
And once you understand, that's why, that's why, man, Madonna came out with that book titled Sex or whatever it was 20 years ago. And of course, they've either cloned her. I know that sounds weird, but the, the 16 or 18 year old person they're showing is Madonna now ain't Madonna. There's no way that's happened. I don't think you can drink enough adrenochrome to do that. But this is not Old Testament. You know, this is what, you know, the witches believe. You know, Madonna, Katy Perry, Miley Cyrus, we've talked about that. And this Ben Yoki guy, this Rabbi Ben Yoki, who wrote the Zohar, who sat in this cave in 72 AD after the fall and the burning of Jerusalem, this rabbi was contacted by these lesser gods, these, these archangels, and he wrote this satanic mess. You know, <laughs> Madonna, you know, is not right in the head. She's nuts. She's a Kabbalist again. And again, the Kabbalah is the study of the servant Einsoff, or you want to call him Lucifer, Satan, Baal, Moloch, Asher. Pick a name. In Freemasonry, when you have the 30th degree ritual, you know, you basically are exposed to the real secrets. There's a casket in the mortuary. I've talked about this many times on the show. You know, and it's lit up like a cave at night. You know, it's called the Night of Kadosh. You know, and when you have, you have human skulls in a coffin, and you have a body in the coffin. This is the 33 degree ritual of these Freemasons. And the body comes to life, supposedly, and it says, who comes to disturb my sleep, a voice from the grave, and you say, I wish to proceed, and you have to agree. The dead man says that you can't turn, you can turn around right now, that you're in jeopardy, and your fate is sealed if you continue, because you must take oaths, and if you violate your oaths, you will die. This is the, this is, this is the Masonic Lodge. So I say to you, don't be a member of this. And, and, you know, and when you take these oaths, you must give up all previous religions, since you were a child before, and Christianity is a superstition, and now you have to accept the religion of the Masonic Lodge, which is basically the Zohar, the Kabbalah. And if you don't want to do this, you can leave. This voice from the casket is Ben Yoki, the guy who wrote in 72 AD, basically, the Zohar. That's how it tied together. That's why Albert Pike said without the Kabbalah, there would be no Freemasonry. Oh, gosh. You know, and they, as they hid in this cave for 12 years and wrote this book of the Kabbalah, you know, these Christians were chasing them and the Romans were chasing them. And they were told it was OK to have sex with three year old baby girls or a nine year old boy, including incest, because this serpent who's talking to them is a perverted mess. He's Lucifer. And so they were trying to do everything they possibly can to destroy Christianity. You know, the Mason has to take four different oaths. You know, and one of these is basically accepting the allegiance to the Kabbalah. You know, the Ben Luria also wrote parts of the Kabbalah that, this, that they, everybody disagree. Some disagree with this. Some say he wrote all of it, and all 33 degrees based on the Kabbalah, and according to Albert Pike. And see, they're obsessed with rebuilding Herod's temple. Why? Okay, because they want to bring back the serpent god and resurrect him from the pit from wherever he is and have him rule the planet as the antichrist that's why they're doing all of this stuff and so when you see pastors getting involved in gematria or numerology all the stuff they shouldn't be in at all and then you have this kabbalist group that get involved with necromancy and astrology and occult symbolism and idol worship you know all of this stuff rejects jesus christ including channeling this is one of the kabbalah is one of the mystery religions of babylon it's the ancient canaanite egyptian religions combined together helen bavlosky and albert pike they were all part of this and the worshiping of gods and goddesses and Osiris out of Egypt. You know, this is absolutely horrible is what this is. And yes, we have a Supreme Court justice now who has come out and has decided that pedophilia is okay. There's nothing wrong with pedophilia. We're going to go ahead and just let these guys have lesser sentences. And Austin's exactly right. 
this this is why I say to you guys all of the time, and I, and I don't like being redundant, but since nobody else wants to talk about it, it's up to me. Jesus Christ came. He delivered us from this bondage of this mess. And so Lucifer was like basically just absolutely stunned at what happened at the cross. He was shocked because he didn't realize. He, he, the Bible says, had a God of this age known, he would never have crucified the Son of Glory. He tells us that Lucifer basically had no idea of the plan of God because he's not omnipresent. He thought when he killed Jesus on the cross that Jesus was done. He had defeated God. Well, suddenly Jesus is resurrected from the dead. Suddenly we have a blood covenant through Christ to the most high God. Suddenly Lucifer got sidestepped and we won the victory as Christians. That's what happened with Jesus. That's how big of a deal that was. He changed and reset the fractal timeline of the entire planet and completely and totally, for the time being, started working on destroying the ancient Canaanite religions and the ancient satanic religions. And he did it throughout all of Western civilization. And then in 72 AD, Lucifer saw what was happening, so he sent one of his archangels down to this Ben Yoshi character hiding in the cave and said, okay, we're going to start this mess back up again, and we're going to give you all of this primer on witchcraft and Satanism through the Zohar, and we're going to go ahead and incorporate that into Judaism, and we're going to allow these Jews who don't know any better to basically start doing all of this stuff and worshiping Lucifer and not no longer paying attention to the Torah. This is what happened, guys. And then that's, that became the full-blown synagogue of Satan that was already there that Jesus talked about. They claimed to be Jews, but they were not. They were of the synagogue of Satan. And I'm going to say again, not all Jews do this kind of nonsense, Okay. But this is the group now that got reignited, I guess you could say, in 1666 with Sabbatain Zevi because they were hiding in the corners. And they all started doing the same thing all over again. And then that was taken over by Jacob Frank. I've done entire shows giving you the entire layout of how this happened. And now the entire bank banking community are basically Kabbalist wizards and weirdos at the highest levels. And they're the ones who run the central banks. They control the media. They control Hollywood. And you need to all watch that movie, Wag the Dog, that Austin and I talked about. You know, you can stream it from a streaming service. You can buy the DVD for a couple bucks online, and you can watch it. But it shows how this Hollywood Kabbalist group changes everything in the narrative every single time they do by allowing their studios and their news stations and their anchors to only read the script that they give them. And that's how they were able to basically foment wars. That's why they said, and I've quoted this many times, that all wars are banker wars. Because this group of international bankers that control the Federal Reserve Banks in all these countries, they're all Kabbalist witches and warlocks. That's why I said to you the other day that these guys from the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab and the rest of them, they're all a bunch of warlocks. Zelensky's a warlock. The highest level, these guys are complete and total perverts. Now, in the lower levels, what they do... They show you what they want you to see, okay? But then Zelensky made a really big mistake. He got in leather tights and high heels and started dancing as a gay guy, which is what he is, because he wants to be closer to this serpent god that's an hermaphrodite. On top of everything else, <laughs> the serpent god's an hermaphrodite. He's a transgender. On top of everything else, he's a transgender. That's why we have this huge transgender movement happening now. Because they want everybody in the human race to be as close to their God as they possibly can be. That's why we're teaching this stuff in first grade and kindergarten. This is why Disney, which is a complete and total Kabbalist-run organization, is promoting and grooming children and has stood against Governor DeSantis here in Florida on these anti-grooming bills. It's all the same people. 
It's the same group all the time. And once you understand it and you see it, you can stand against it. But here's the problem. How many alt shows? I mean, honestly, now, and I'm, I'm talking big shows. Talk about this. When's the last time you heard Joe Rogan talk about this? Hmm? When's the last time you heard Alex Jones talk about this? When's the last time you've heard any really big alt media show talk about it? Because the APAC, the American Israeli Political Action Committee, is so powerful. And they control the media that when a show gets really, really, really big and they start talking about this, suddenly they're shadow banned. Da, 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 they're just gone. <laughs> this is, you know, it took us off of YouTube almost five years ago now. Just said, no, we're not going to do it. You're done. You guys are done. We're finished. And that's before they started taking anybody else off. And, and again, here's the problem. You know, if you don't tell the people the truth of what's really happening here and look at it, and I hope you guys saw it today. I do. I hope, I hope you saw the tie-ins with all of this, including the Supreme Court justice now. This is the group, this filthy, filthy, perverted group that basically believes that sex with animals and sex with children and all the weird stuff that they do is okay and that they want to invert everything as possibly as negative as they possibly can to resurrect the serpent gods of the third temple. You'll see who runs the planet. And that's why it's so important that we all follow Jesus, because he is the author, he is the finisher, and he is the perfecter of our faith. That's why I tell you, without Jesus Christ, we're all hosed. We're, we're done. We can't. There's no way to get through this the way they've set it up now with the media and the central banks unless you follow Christ. I mean, we will have individual people and individual pockets of people that are going to make this through this. And here's the thing. Oh, death, where is thy victory? Where is thy sting? We won on the cross with Jesus because of our relationship with God through Christ. It doesn't matter what they do to our physical body here on this planet. It doesn't matter. Look what they've done to all of these people now with these injections of this mRNA vaccine. It's the same group doing that, guys. It's, it's always the same people because they want 500 million people on the planet because they want 200,000 or, or 2,500 slaves each. There's about 200,000 of these clowns on the planet doing this stuff to us. And they want to basically reduce the population of the planet. But until we call them out for who they are and what they do, it ain't going to get better, guys. And this is, what they, this is why they did what they did to the pulpit in the 50s with the Johnson Amendment. He was another sexual pervert. Sicko. He's a sicko. He's a... He was he was a pervert. I'm not even going to go into what he's talking about. That's we'll we'll step off the R-rated thing, and go to X-rated. I'm not going to do that, guys. It's so bad with Johnson and what he did with the Johnson Amendment, and the churches were hamstrung and they couldn't talk about the truth anymore. And now the pastors won't discuss anything. They won't even discuss vaccines. They tell you to take vaccines. They do. Many pastors tell you to take vaccines. They tell you to go with what the government tells you to do. No, wait a minute. My Bible tells me that the Word of God is supreme. And we listen to what Jesus told us to do, not what the government tells us to do. Because the government tells us it's okay, that pedophilia is okay, according to Judge Jackson here. And they tell you basically that it's okay to have abortion. Why would you listen to that as a Christian? Why would you consider any of that stuff to be okay? It's not. We've got to stand with the word of God and our convictions based upon what Jesus taught us, not about what the world needs Kabbalist, Luciferian weirdos are teaching. It's so important that we understand it. But I want to cover that today because I was so disturbed in my spirit that these guys put this Jackson into, into the, the what is, like I said, she's just replaced the other Kabbalist witch, Ginsburg, the, the, the weirdo they kept alive. That I don't even, I believe she died a long time ago. They kept a body double in her place. They had to bring somebody in as evil or more evil than her, and they brought this girl in. What a mess. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ, guys, because he's the only answer we have. Because without Jesus, it's impossible.
to, to get through this. It really is. That's why I always tell people, if you pray every day like it's all up to God and you work every day like it's all up to you, we'll get through this stuff together. I love you guys. I want you to have a great weekend. And I really don't want to cover this stuff today because it's so yuck. But I had to talk about it in depth like this because you need to see the picture of the grooming of Disney while they're putting Jackson into power. What Jeffrey Epstein did with Mossad and the blackmailing of all of these politicians with these young girls. It's what we live in, guys. I promise you, they say Ukraine is one of the most corrupt nations in the world. I guarantee you, probably the corruptest, most corrupt nation in the world from a political standpoint is the United States. And it's sad to have to admit that about my own country. I love you. I prayed for you this morning. I appreciate you. Austin, finish it up, and I'll talk to you guys on Monday. You know, I wish I could argue with you on that from what we've seen here. And this is why the United States has been so neck deep in Ukraine for, you know, what, two decades now, all the way we look back from Obama when he was a senator going over there and being involved in some of that stuff. And, you know, that's why it's so frustrating to me when I see some of these people put this Zelensky guy on a pedestal like he's he's some hero. He's some strong guy. over there. He's literally an actor Literally, not figuratively, he is an actor, <laughs> and they hired him to be in that position over there, and he's done exactly what they wanted him to do. People go, oh, he, he had photos of him putting on body armor and walking around war zones. I'm like, did you see his kit? Did you see his full mag load out he had? Oh, that's right. He didn't have one. Do you see all the dirt and debris and you know gravel from all the mortar shells landing on him, around him? Oh, that's right. He was squeaky clean. Looked like he just got out of the shower. Do you guys have ever seen photos of guys that were actual combat? It's a disturbing photo. It's not pretty. It's not nice. And nothing's clean. And that's what just cracks me up about these cl- this clown over there. As so many people have continued to stand with Ukraine. I, saw, I passed a church the other day. A church the other day. And they had this big digital sign, big fancy digital sign out front. And it said, we stand in solidarity with Ukraine. And I'm like, what? What? Wait, what? Huh? Your church. How about you put on there, trust in Jesus Christ and you shall be saved? Oh, you could put that on the side. Oh, hey, hey. That wouldn't be supporting the current thing, as I put that in quotations. And that cracks me up to no end when I saw that one meme I told you guys. And it showed this like rough sketch of this guy all mad. He goes, I support the current thing. And it had all these different flags behind him and all these different memes behind him. And Black Lives Matter and Fauci and COVID ritual and all this stuff. And I said, how true is that, though? How true has that become with a lot of individuals? I support the current thing. Whatever the new thing I'm told to talk about and support on the media, that's what I do. And that's where we're at now. That's what we're continually seeing all across the country. That's why it's so important to do the best you can to try to help people break that hypnosis spell that they're on. I mean, I saw the other day an article that was talking about how there's churches in Pennsylvania, and I'm going to talk to Doug about this today and go into detail, but I saw just saw the article earlier this morning, and it says the Pennsylvania governor, Tom Wharf's administration, is now financially incentivizing Pennsylvania churches to incentivize people to get injected, and also they get paid to do so. They said the organization is being formed under the state's Department of Health and is expected to launch April 11th said it's going to use the public health leaders to harness the community trust and statewide faith-based organizations to convince people to get vaccinated. 
And it goes on to say here, they're reportedly going to get $10 for each person outreach, including direct phone calls or text messages, direct social media messages, door knocking campaigns, and anything that involves a dialogue promoting the COVID injection. The church and other nonprofits get another $10 for each person who actually goes and rolls up their sleeve for the shot. So all in all, if they recruit this person and they get the shot, they're getting $20 per person. Well, that doesn't sound like a ton of money until you start thinking, well, what if you got a congregation of, you know, five, ten thousand people, you know, some of these big churches? Well, now you're starting talking about a lot of money. Now you start talking about you you're promoting these churches to go basically get this shot and everybody in the church and everybody goes along with it and says, Okay, I'm good. Well, you know, 20, you know, ten ten thousand person church. That's a four hundred thousand dollar federal grant they just give you if everybody goes and gets shot and gets solicited. And of course, I mean that's a very large number. But again, where are we going with this, guys? Are these churches really this delusional? Are they very, very this controlled? Well, yeah, sad as it is. That's why it's so important. You know who you're listening to, especially when they don't tell you to do your own research or they don't tell you to basically look it up for yourself. They simply say, "This is what you have to do. You have to do it right now." And that's always been a pet peeve of mine of when pastors and churches try to use biblical references and verses to try to distort them and twist them into getting people to do what they want them to do. That's that's pretty much blasphemy, guys. That's not okay. So be very, very aware of what people are telling you. Also, too, in other news as well, this is interesting, there's now members of essentially the Senate that are now using words like famine – and starvation in different topics now regarding the food that's going on, food issue. And this is why I continue to tell people, make sure you have some backup food. I sound like a broken record saying that, but I really can't reiterate this anymore. Even if it's going and just getting a couple extra cans of food that you're putting away every time you go to the store if you're on a budget. But, I mean, have some backup stuff, guys. They were, went on the article that was discussed from U.S. Senator John Ernst. And he blatantly said, and this is the quote, he said about 45% of the production in Ukraine has decreased this year because of the war and the scarcity of supplies that go in the planting season. We know that Ukraine supports about 400 million people around the world with food products, so we do see that we have an impending famine on the horizon. It's his words. Another U.S. Senator, Cory Book, made a comment said Democrats and Republicans in Congress need to quickly come together and approve emergency global food aid. Here we go, more money in order to prevent tens of millions of people, including millions of children, from dying from starvation. Now, one of the things that they've done, and a lot of people don't talk about, is that a lot of times through federal grants and requirements, they'll make farmers actually destroy crops sometimes and destroy food they have. Oh, yeah, you can look that up yourself. And then you turn around and you start seeing that Bill Gates has bought up huge swaths of land and farmland all over the country. Then you start seeing that, you know, biotech and Monsanto have been working on geoengineering and basically all these aspects of manipulating this food into Frankenstein food over the years. I told you guys I had that the customer that emailed me a while back ago. He talked about how Monsanto demands you pretty much buy these food packages this, you know, seeds with the fertilizer, with everything. He said if you try to buy everything independently or try to go organic, it's pretty much cost prohibitive. You can't make any money. In fact, you lose money in some cases. And he said we're pretty much growing plastic. Those were his words exactly. It's pretty much like we're growing plastic. And this is why I intentionally tell people be cautious of what you're eating. I know sometimes you're going to eat junk food or you're going to go eat ice cream or cheeseburger. I get that. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about continually and willfully putting trash in your body every single day 
and then wondering why health problems continue to exist and issues are going on with your liver and your gut and your digestive tract. Why do you think so many people now are having issues with leaky gut and colitis and stuff? It's from the glyphosate, guys. It's from the Roundup. We've talked about this literally for a decade now. We went into research on it. There's multiple articles on our website that you can look back, dated back to like 2010, all the way back when they were doing the testing on the rats and the pigs where they were giving them 100% Roundup-ready corn and soy. And when they dissected them and they basically went through an autopsy, these pigs, their guts were completely and totally mush. Their digestive tracts were shot. They're completely shot. That's what happens when you give people these herbicides. They're A, they're never meant to be around human beings. Secondly, they're never meant to be ingested. Thirdly, they're never okay to put on food supply and then eat it. It was all designed from the very beginning in order to make people sicker. That's why they did it. Nobody in their right mind would ever approve these herbicides being used on food that's literally about to be harvested, ever. It's the same aspect of approving an RNA gene therapy shot that had 1,200 people die in the clinical trials in three months. doesn't happen. Nobody in their right mind, nobody's that stupid enough to approve it. There is a more sinister agenda, and it's very clear. The better you eat, the more supplements you take as far as in a healthy range and high-quality nutrient-density supplements, and the more you begin to exercise in a healthy range, the better you will continue to feel. Your body will operate like a well-oiled machine. I've used this analogy before. If you save up your money and you basically stacked your cash, and when you retired, you went out and bought yourself a Ferrari, you know, buy, buy a new Ferrari. That was your goal that you wanted to own one. Wait, if you want a Ferrari, whatever, you go and got one. And then you get it, and you go, man, I've worked so hard for this. I've saved up my money for decades for this. I now own it. Are you going to go to the gas station? You're going to go into the gas station attendant. You're going to go, listen, that 87 octane you have out there, honestly, that's that's probably too expensive. I really don't want to pay that. Um, I want the cheapest sludge you have in the back. If it's like 75 or 80 octane, I don't even care if it's coagulated, it's got water in it, doesn't matter. It's cheap as it gets. That's the stuff I want, the cheapest cheapest gas I can put in my car right now because that's, 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 I don't want to spend any money. You're going to put the gas in the car, and it's probably going to shut down, or it's going to massively detune the engine. It's going to run like doo-doo. Why would you do that? And the answer is you wouldn't. You'd be proud of your car, and you take care of it, and you put good gas in it. Well, is your body not that important? Is it really not worth putting really high-quality food at least the best possible time you can into it? Is it not worth going in and exercising and tuning up your engine and taking care of maintaining your car, your body? The analogy I'm using here, well, yeah, it is. So that's why I encourage you, my friends, continue to eat clean. If you're going to stack food up, try to get the best food you can. It may not always be organic or non-GMO, but make sure you're getting high-quality stuff. It's not full of high-fructose corn syrup and GMO and everything else because I've had some of the stored food and some of the other stuff that I've tried on the markets over the years. And I'll tell you what, I've eaten it before, and I get like mud gut. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I just put that in my body. Well, imagine if you're outside working and doing work all the time and constantly getting stuff done to keep the neighborhood and community where it needs to be from a security standpoint. You're going to be, want to be eating that trash and putting your gut every single day. You may be able to handle it a little bit, but every single day, oh, man, no good. So continue to make sure you do your own research, do your own reporting, and come to your own conclusion. 
on what's best for you and what you need to do. That is so crucial as we're continually seeing things change at a rapid level. I saw an article from Reuters the other day, and they said inflation shock is worsening, said Bank of America. And they're talking about they're going to be tightening up and culling assets from the $9 trillion balance sheet starting in May at twice the pace they did with the previous quantitative tightening. They're, they're getting ready to contract the market. I'm letting everybody know that right now. They're planning on it. But they're, they're going to squeeze their last ounce of blood they can out of the economy. COVID was basically the beginning phase of this. It was a giant redistribution of wealth, trillions and trillions of dollars. Once you start looking at the big picture, you understand exactly what they're doing. So make sure you have proper stores of whatever you need on hand at all times and continue to exercise and stay strong, my friends. I really appreciate the support. If you guys need anything, give us a call at Health Masters. 1-800-726-1834. We're always there to help you out the best we possibly can. You know, Steve's on the phone a lot. He does a really good job with a lot of the customers. Everybody loves him. He spends time with people. But also, too, please be understanding and respectful of our time as well. If you guys need something, feel free to call us as much as you need as far as if you're buying supplements or you need advice on supplements or food. But also, too, thank you for supporting us. There's nothing more frustrating than somebody that calls on a regular basis and we give them advice, we give them nutrition ideas, we give them supplement advice, and they turn around and go to Walmart the next day. That's frustrating as well. So thank you for supporting Health Masters and continuing to get this truth out there as much as you possibly can. Y'all have a blessed, safe, awesome week and enjoy yourselves. I'll be on the Hagman Show tonight. Get ready for that, and we'll talk to you again on this show Monday as always. Y'all take care. 